All right, everyone, how are things? Uh, it's Damien, John, and Shane here. We are um, back to you again this week, and we are going to take a, more of a focus on uh, recovery nutrition. So we're going to start moving into a nutrition conversation and just the importance of recovery, some strategies around it, uh, possibly touch on some, um, some uh, mistakes or myths that surround recovery and uh, just so many important things that, that, that really do need to be kept in mind when, when taking your recovery in as an important part of your overall training. So, yeah. yeah, so the first thing I really want to know is, is there a window? Like, how long have I to recover? Like, if it's straight after training or straight after a match, do I have, do I have 20 minutes? Do, do I need to get food into me before the shower? Mm. Or do I need to be worried there? Or can we be a little bit more relaxed about that? Well, I, yeah, so like you have 24 to 48 hours of, you know, to recover normally. All right. If you, if you're just a normal uh, everyday exerciser, if you, you kind of have that length of time to recover. But if you're where the, where the issues come in is or if you're looking to recover quickly, efficiently and quickly so that you can perform again the next day, whether that be a gym session, a training session, or maybe two days later where you want to be optimally recovered so that you can then uh, focus more towards your fueling uh, for, for the, next, uh, the next session. That, that's where that uh, w window uh, conversation is something that, that needs to be given a little bit more focus. Uh, so normally, you, you will come across people who will really struggle, like we've discussed before, that people will try to really rush that recovery window from the moment they get off the field, the moment they get out of the gym, uh, or possibly even before it, that they're beginning their recovery. You kind of have, uh, you don't have to be so um, particularly with that, you know, somewhere between 60 and 90 minutes. If you're, uh, you know, if you're in that area, or even actually, to be honest, in, anywhere in the first 60 to 90 minutes, if you're in that window um, uh, and you're getting in a, a good quality carbohydrate, complex carbohydrate source, and you're getting in a good quality protein source uh, in that time, then you, you, you should be getting that recovery uh, process going there in that time frame. Um, but that's getting the process started. You don't need to rush it, as I was saying. You don't need to be, the moment you get off the field, you need to be getting uh, things on board. But, you know, that, that, that's the, the general timeline that I would be advising uh, people to, to really, you know, in, in, in that 60 to 90 minutes to get stuff on board. How about, how about you, Shane? What? Yeah, that 60 to 90 minute thing is false. It's almost like a marketing ploy, kind of, at this stage. I think everyone, we've been even fed into it the last five, 10 years is kind of within that 30 minutes, someone throws your protein shaker off at the gym after a session, you want to get that protein shake in straight away. When like arguably protein's the least important to get in, in that kind of straight away. If you are paying attention to that, that say window, that 60 to 90 minutes, I'd argue carbohydrates and water would be the most important things you're trying to get in. Whereas protein is definitely something you can look at much more in a like 24 to 48 hour window. But again, time sensitive wise, there's probably slight benefits to getting it in straight away after, but there it's kind of that last one to two percent. Whereas if you're focusing on that 24 to 48 hour window, that's when you want to make sure that kind of all elements of your recovery. And even saying that, if you 
say if you do eat straight away, so immediately after that meal, you get your meal in, you're like, right, that's, that's completely covered. I'm going to be recovered. I'm going to be straight away good to go again. That's still not the case. Like even if you do eat straight away after, you're still going to have to worry about those next 24 hours. Like you're still going to have to pay attention to your nutrition. Even if you eat straight away after training, that doesn't necessarily mean you don't have to eat another meal again to get your recovery, depending on when that session is. So it's not just those 20 minutes and then you have to do nothing else for recovery for the rest of the day or the rest of the week. Okay, so let's take it back to our 60 to 90 minutes and say while it may not be imperative that your training session hasn't been wasted if you don't eat in that time, but it's probably a good practice to be in. What are some of the kind of, we mentioned there, good quality protein and complex carbohydrates, but let's break that down to real foods. What's something handy you can have after the gym, after training, sitting in the car, or if it's a home workout, what's something you can have ready on the plate or in a mug? or in a big glass ready to go straight away i think for convenience to have more protein milks and a banana tends to be one of the handiest for a lot of people because it's just easy to leave in the gym bag it's in a nice carton already the banana comes in its own wrapper <laughs> that's nice and biodegradable <laughs> afterwards um, i know if i'm at home, if i'm going for a long cycle or a long run i'll generally come home and try and make a smoothie straight away what I put into that smoothie will depend on how long or how hard the run or cycle was. So I might put in a protein milk or a scoop of protein, some frozen fruit, and if it's been particularly hard, I might try in a fistful of porridge oats then as well. What are some other options you use yourselves or you've seen athletes or teams use? Yeah, well, I suppose another handy one. No, go on, Chick. Sorry, go you take it out, <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, so just for kind of over the lockdown with um, kind of being stuck in the house, I found that like Greek yogurt and granola is a nice handy one because again, it's pretty simple. The yogurt's already in its back. You just throw some granola in on top, maybe some fruit in with it as well. It's a nice easy one as well. Um, other things, I guess, oats, oats and protein, old reliable, is always a good one to go for. But then like you said, John, smoothies as well are just handy. It's just important to get those carbohydrates and protein in. And the only thing you kind of have to know for it is to minimalize fat like it's not going to be the end of the world if you do get some fat in but just try to keep fat levels as low as you can if possible yeah so i would apply like all the same strategies especially with like um it actually for me it depends on the time of the day so if your training is in the evening then i try not to kind of get guys to be or girls to be too worried about you know getting in a protein uh, uh, liquid, like say say one of the protein milks or milk itself or a protein shake or a banana. I'm kind of like, all right, if you're training in the evening at you know, 7, 7.30 that way and you're getting home from the, maybe looking to have uh, dinner, you know, and having that that's what you're going home for, that you're, you're, you see you're getting in, you know, you can ensure you're getting in, uh, good, you're getting in veg, uh, you can get in a good quality carbohydrate source there in the form of, you know, whether it's like, it could be some, uh, some potatoes, it could be, um, you know, some rice and pasta, it could be something like that. Uh, and then your, your meat source, just what, depending on whatever you're trying to have. So I suppose the reason that I'm saying that is that people, sometimes I do come across people who think along the lines of training the evening, but I still need to get in, you know, the banana and uh, protein milk, then go home and have their dinner. And they, they made just uh, they, they, they may be all kind of overdoing it in that short window whereas they, they, they'd be better off just kind of finish their training going home 
and having their dinner and then possibly you know uh, before bed if there's still uh, room or time for or something like that maybe having the, uh, the, the protein milk or having it with their dinner maybe as opposed to rushing home but if they were training earlier in the day or, or anything like that then um depending on when it is and uh and that just trying to focus in on what, what your next upcoming meal is and if there isn't going to be an extra upcoming meal for quite a while then yeah running going down the line of Greek yogurt with some granola on top is fantastic. It's a, you know, it's a very easy and quick one to do. Uh, your banana with your, uh, with, with your uh, protein milk or milk itself is, is another great one to do. But it, 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 for me, it just depends on when the training is, when you actually are exercising and then looking at what the, the, the next meal to that can be. So it, 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 it just kind of depends. We would have seen that protein tends to get the majority of the kind of importance or perceived importance directly after a gym and we mentioned there that realistically carbohydrate and just fluid hydration in general is probably more important why is that and maybe why have we been fooled a little bit to think that protein is the key um above carbohydrate there's probably a multitude of, of factors uh, at play there um a lot of it might have to do with uh, just research, but marketing a protein as a as a product it, it certainly plays a part in that. But it, it just comes down. To, I reckon it, it does come down to the fact that when we exercise, we break down uh, muscle fiber, uh, consuming uh, sufficient levels of protein um, that spike our leucine levels, um, bring about muscle protein synthesis, which rebuilds and repairs um, broken down muscle uh, and uh, you know prepares it for future uh, exercise and uh, future training so uh, and bring bring about that adaptation to the training that you've just uh, you've just completed so from that perspective it has become the focal point and yeah for me anyway that I, I, I feel that that may be the case and you you, you lads may have a different uh, view on, on on where that has come from, but it's it 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 does kind of come back to the fact that it it it, it can be viewed as a supplement, and or it is viewed as a supplement. And when people hear protein, they think supplement as opposed to food. Um, it is it, it it tends not to be as easy to promote carbohydrate. You, when you think carbohydrate, you think food. And that from a sports perspective or an exercise perspective, that that kind of can often be looked upon as secondary to, um, to, to, to your sports recovery. That, that's my view on, on, on why that is the case um, and why that is so common. Uh, but have you guys anything, anything on that? Yeah, I kind of, kind of tend to agree. Like, unfortunately, sports nutrition as a whole tends to be geared towards the average gym goer, like the intense bodybuilder, rather than field-based sports or 90% of other sports. So if from a bodybuilding point of view, muscle growth is the goal. Protein helps with muscle growth. Ergo, try and get as much protein in. So again, it's a very simplified view, but it's what the nutrition kind of market seems to go for. And it's what, like, it'd be very difficult to get hundred lads around the country to buy into oh get your carbohydrates for recovery whereas it's very easy to get them to buy get your protein you'll get bigger so it's kind of geared toward end that thing so it's unfortunately the sports nutrition side of things 
we have to kind of delve into it and make it more accessible. So we have to come in with the knowledge to break it down as more applicable to each sport. Whereas on the mass market, the people are seeing every day, unfortunately, it's kind of very much geared towards a bodybuilding style approach, even if you are going to be a field-based athlete. Mm. I think one of the important things to remember about, about protein is that it's, it's so slow to digest anyway, that realistically, we need to be conscious of spreading, like it's the overall amount of protein you take in that makes a difference to your recovery. And having that evenly spread across the day, it's going to be far more important than, than that one portion directly after exercise. Now, it could be quite a while since you've eaten, particularly yeah. if you don't like eating too close to exercise anyway. So it may be worth having a portion directly after exercise then anyway. But realistically, it's making sure you're eating enough in general as opposed to that one portion directly after you exercise. Um, just then in terms of, I suppose, related to it and maybe setting yourself up earlier in the day to help you recover after training, what are some steps we can put in there in terms of eating enough um, in lunch earlier that day if we're evening training or maybe a meal the night before if we're morning training actually one of the pitfalls that i come across quite quite a bit with evening training sessions from um, a preparation perspective there would be having a very salad and uh, salad based lunch salad and protein based lunch and very carbohydrate uh very low in carbohydrate um which can often leave you feeling quite quite a bit more fatigued during your training session as you you you, you haven't really necessarily fueled up uh, accordingly or well enough for it um but, but another area that that does tend to come into it as an issue for pre-training perspective it will be more on uh, the hydration side of things um and the lack of water uh, going on board that mix would possibly um caffeine inside close to training the, so an under intake of carbohydrate for people who may be trying to manage uh, manage um, body composition, um, uh, an under intake of water uh, throughout, throughout the day, uh, followed up with um, caffeine late in the evening. So the, I, I, they're, they're some of the big things that tend to pop up as what I consider to be mistakes um, that are re re regularly there. In, in, in a lot of uh, GA athletes uh, especially, but I, I see it in rugby as well. Um, so yeah, they're, they're just some of the, 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 the mistakes really that I, I think we should maybe touch on. Yeah, I'd agree with Damo there, especially the carbohydrates. Like there'd be so many lads who maybe are coming, they'd have a lunch and work, and then once they finish work, they're straight in the car, straight to training and haven't eaten anything then maybe between one o'clock and then training session starts at seven o'clock and they have no food on that in that window no carbohydrates and again you see it especially towards the end of the training session and then they come to you they go to the coach and they were like i just don't have the energy i don't have the energy i had in pre-season i don't have the energy i had coming in through now am i losing fitness am i getting through and it's just as simple as they're just not eating enough food or just not eating at all in that window yeah i think we can definitely dedicate our next episode to, to pre-train and fuel and you mentioned there, Damien, about caffeine. How is that often a mistake that impacts recovery? So it, it's to do with timing. And uh, a lot of people do focus in on the, um, I suppose, the, the ergogenic uh, training benefits of, of, of caffeine, um, as caffeine is a, a stimulant. <clears throat> However, a lot of training and exercise does take place in the evening. And uh, 
you you might come across people having high doses of caffeine they might be you know from the zero calorie uh, monster drinks or whether it's having a cup of coffee or whether it's actually supplementing with the caffeine powder um that you come across a multitude of different approaches however what people don't tend to look at they, they might they may look at the 30 minutes it takes for caffeine to um to really get a, become active and uh, in our body but they don't tend to look at how long caffeine lasts as a stimulant in in our body and uh, a lot of that is down to the fact that they may be quite used to caffeine intake they may be quite used to the stimulate the stimulant effects of it so they don't actually notice it physically they don't pay or they, they they don't notice that they have the stimulant running through their body so if 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 you are training in the evening which a lot of people do uh, a lot of trainings take uh, place around 7 or 7 30 in the evening so you may have caffeine going on board post 6 p.m in, in the evening now caffeine can have an effect on your body for many from uh, six to eight hours um so if you're trying to ensure you're recovering efficiently well six to eight hours from six in the evening could bring you up to 2 a.m and caffeine could be having quite a significant uh, effect on your ability to reach a uh, deep sleep to it may affect your ability to get to sleep number one uh, and then when when you are asleep it can affect your ability to get into your your REM sleep into your deep sleep where uh, which we need uh, which is incredibly important for our ability to recover from uh, the previous day and the previous exercise and to start um, rebuilding for the the next day so from that perspective, while caffeine can be a great uh, benefit from from as as an ergogenic aid as a stimulant for exercise, it has to the timing of it is incredibly important. So as a rule of thumb, uh, I know and I know some people go with a little bit earlier, but 4 p.m. is kind of the cutoff for me as far as I'm concerned for for athletes in a in the trainings uh, perspective anyway that. Um, uh, 4 p.m. is kind of the cutoff for for any caffeine coming on board. As I said that could bring you to between anywhere between 10 and 12 at night, um, just because your sleep is so important. Your sleep is as important to your recovery as what you do in that first, you know, hour or so from a food perspective. It's it's probably it's actually a lot more important to be that that than than that. So it's incredibly important from that just to keep in mind that caffeine does have a long lasting effect. Whether you feel it or not, it is still active in your blood. It is still active in your body. It, you are going to, your body is still going to have to deal with that, despite the fact that your 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 head may be able to switch off. So that would be where my my big issue with caffeine in, in from a training perspective in the evening does does arrive. Have you uh, any experience with that yourselves, or um, or anything like that? Yes, that's a good point, Damon. So caffeine's obviously it is a great ergonomic effect. It's really beneficial for training, but a lot of the time it's worth weighing up, especially if you're training very late in the evening. So if you're training sessions at eight, nine o'clock, it's worth weighing up if that benefit in training is going to be worth what you lose on the recovery front. So as we said, like sleep is probably the number one thing to do with your recovery. So if that caffeine is going to affect your sleep, is it worth doing, especially for a training during the week? Is it worth maybe saving your caffeine for game days or weekend training sessions when you can get that full effect and it won't negatively affect your recovery time? So again, there'll be so many people 
And kind of like you said, there's so many people who have it, they maybe feel it after 30 minutes and then they'll stop feeling it. But that doesn't mean that it's not negatively affecting their sleep. So that's going to be in their system for those eight hours, whether they feel it or not. So it's something that's so important to factor in. And it's something that's kind of hard enough to get across to people when you're talking to them. Because they want, like everyone always wants to be at their best for every single training session, which is understandable. But sometimes, sometimes less is more. So having that slight, maybe feeling that little bit, feeling training that little bit more on a Tuesday night or a Thursday night. But being able to recover properly in the long term is going to be much more beneficial for performance. <clears throat> yeah, I would agree with that. That just you're you're more likely to adapt to the training that you're actually uh, putting yourself through if you are recovering efficiently, and that does directly impact that ability to recover. So therefore, you're affecting your ability to to adapt and improve. Um, and it, it is long long term yeah i mean acutely you you don't have to worry about pretty much anything too much but um it's it, it's the practices of these things that uh they tend to be more long term and that yeah that it's something to keep in mind just on and yeah solid recovery is going to put you in a better position going into the next training session than a caffeine tablet or a caffeine supplement 20 minutes beforehand just on mentioning earlier some of the pre-training snacks now my go-to is generally the the have more protein milk is there a difference between any of those milks or, or between having a milk versus a shake made with milk made with water what's the difference there is there a difference like if we go normal milk protein milk protein gold whatever it may be yeah i, I guess that this was all you're looking at really is that you, um they all have different protein quantities um I suppose right, if you're going down the milk perspective, you know, you, you get in a host of other uh, benefits, you know, da- uh, benefits of dairy uh, that you, would, you won't necessarily get in from a, a protein shake. So with a protein shake, you'll, depending on which one you go for, you know, you, you, you could be getting in 20 to 25 grams of protein uh, with a s- small few sugars for flavoring, possibly it might be artificial sweeteners that might be quite quite tight in that so it depends on what brand you're going for whereas if you're going down the the, the milks route you, you do get in uh some uh, some fats uh, sources there you get in uh some uh, calcium in, in from your milk they may be fortified as well with some vitamin d uh, so it really depends on the brands but um to touch on say the the choice that you go down with the Avonmore one and that tends to be something that pops up the difference between you know the different options that they have they might be 25 grams and one of them all the way like 27 i think there's a 30s and then there's the gold one up to 33 uh you don't necessarily need to be ch- chasing around shop to shop to go after the gold one that you know it, it doesn't have to be 33 grams of protein if you pick up whatever's there um and whatever flavor you do tend to to enjoy going for you you're listing the benefits of uh, muscle protein senses with any of them so uh, it's kind of whichever one you're 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 down to even if it was a case of that you're trying to use it to benefit your overall protein intake in the day you're not really giving you're not really pushing yourself too far ahead by stressing about getting to the 33 rather than the 25 with that one particular uh one so i wouldn't i wouldn't worry about it it's not something that you need to that you need to stress or worry about because it's not inherently going to be you know magically better um in in any shape so that that would be my view on it um but yeah what what do you think yourselves 
Yeah, again, it's kind of going to be, it's contributing to your overall protein goals for the day. So as Damo said, if you're three grams off, it's not going to make a huge difference. So it's not something you're going to have to chase. And then you have more protein milks are really just a convenient way of getting it in. Like it's no different to any other protein source really. And I suppose if you're going to be having a shake, more than likely you're going to be mixing it with milk anyway. So it's just a convenient way of getting your protein in. But again, it's gotten to a stage where geez, they're nearly like Pokemon cards where you have to try and get the gold or have to go run around to as many shops as you can get just to get your favorite kind of one. But it's, kind of, it's definitely reading too much in. Like that's maybe the last 2% of things. Like you're, everyone should be focused on getting their protein in, not making sure they have the right color carton on their protein, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I think as well, it's worth remembering that protein for recovery is about the overall amount in a day. So, so for an example, if you're an 80 kg GA player, it's looking to reach 140, 150 grams a day and making sure you're hitting that before you obsess over whether you get 27 versus 33 straight after training. And realistically, that difference between 27 and 33 isn't going to make much of a difference to your overall intake. It's what you're having for breakfast, lunch, pre-trend, snack, maybe another meal after training, whatever like that. In terms of normal milk then as well, it seems to nearly be gone like no one to go near normal milk straight after training. The main reason that the protein milks are used a little bit more now is because they're so much lower in fat. If you're a player who struggles to get in enough calories or struggles to eat enough or is looking to put on weight, normal milk is going to be fairly excellent there because it does have the extra calories and it does have the extra fat. And if you're looking to put on weight, liquid calories are about the best ones you can try and take in there as well. So... I think another benefit of protein milk is that it's also going to give you that extra hydration um, that you wouldn't get from if you're just having, you know, a meal, whether it be like rice, pasta, whatever that way. Um, just it'll be one of the last things we'll touch on now here, but what is some of the, the importance of hydration for recovery then? Hydration is nearly the one they should be touching on straight away. So you talked about that window before. It's not really necessary for carbohydrates and protein, even though they're the ones kind of pushed into that window. I'd say the most important thing is hot rehydrating as quick as possible afterwards. So if you think about it, during a training session, you're sweating so much and you're working so hard, that rehydration is what you need to come through straight away. So usually general kind of guidelines we give people is to replenish about 150% of what they've lost through body weight. So for example, if, you're, if you've lost two kilos during a training session, which is all sweat coming out, try drink three liters of water. Again, it's obviously, well, it's easy enough actually to weigh yourself after every training session. I was going to say we don't expect everyone to do, but it's not actually a huge ask thinking about it. But again, that's the kind of general goals. But after, if you do it once or twice, you'll have a rough idea of what, what you lose during a game or how much you sweat. And it's just trying to replenish that as quick as possible. So hydration is going to be so important. And again, it's an easy enough thing to keep, to keep track of as well. So an easy test is if you, when you go to the bathroom, if you just check the color of your pee, the lighter it is, the more hydrated you are. So if it's that really dark yellowy color, almost on brown, that means you're you're very dehydrated. So a lot of lads will come off the pitch in that kind of state. So it's important to try and get them hydrated as quick as possible coming through. Mm, yeah, and for hydrating, uh, will you go straight with water or will you look to add anything else to that water, any other type of liquids? Water, I suppose we definitely have water on hand. Also, I'd probably like to get, especially after a match where it's very highly intense, I'd like to get them some electrolytes and it's kind of salt especially. But mainly, water would still be kind of the main one coming through. There'd be salt and there'd be, obviously, Lucas made in different isotonic drinks as well. But I'd still say water, water is key when it comes through, especially initially just to try and get them hydrated as soon as possible. 
yeah that that's uh, that's all perfect um uh, it's just about getting that in as just sipping away you know that you're not pushing it to one side and forgetting about it for uh you know an hour an hour and a half afterwards and I, it's something that is uh i have i've touched on with with teams at the moment as well because it's something that was forgotten during covid as as a, an important strategy so while water and liquid intake uh throughout the day was still there to some degree um the an amount of it for sporting performance and for recovery was definitely took a hit and a couple of, a good few people would have struggled with trying with remembering that so i would have come across a few people waking up with with headaches or um you know uh, incredibly dark uh, urine uh, post training um or again the following morning more so than usual and uh, then they tried the I suppose uh, trying to combat that themselves, uh, downing water, downing pints of water uh, for bed, would not necessarily be a good um, a, a good approach either. As we've just touched on sleep as a, a recovery and the importance of it. Well, the last thing you want to be doing is breaking your sleep cycle because you need to get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. So, just kind of important to keep sipping. You know that getting a good bit of water on as soon as possible post training is a good idea and that's possibly where you know your, your your protein shakes can come in as a benefit as well because they're they're more liquid coming on board but just getting water on getting uh, electrolytes in with that like uh, your 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 salts uh, your your isotonic uh, sports drinks just replenishing what you've just lost so that then you can start you can start to recover efficiently from you know from your food perspective and then just keep sipping Sipping on water is it's 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 simple. You know, it doesn't have to be anything overcomplicated. It doesn't have to be any kind of a special drink of of any kind. Just sipping on water throughout the rest of the night and just um, continuing that when you get up again the next morning. You know, I, I do advise guys to start off their morning with you know a pint, a pint of water first thing before they kind of go off doing anything else. Uh, just there once they get up, making breakfast, whatever it may be that they, they get water in on board straight away and they kickstart um, their next day with that. So that's one of that, that's kind of my approach on that. So it's basically pretty much the same chain, uh, just, yeah. It's, it's so important as well to get it like Sorry, as a lifestyle. It's so important to get it like as a lifestyle, like Damo said there, almost have people constantly sipping away at it. Because you mentioned there, if you get kind of the liquid sorts in straight away for recovery, I don't like to encourage or to tell the lad people I'm training that too much because people will almost take it as all right good. so I had one drink after I had a protein shake after training that's hydration covered for the day and then don't drink again like it's so important to tell people they always have to be hydrating and it's a constant thing I'd love to have everyone just have a water bottle on hand kind of all the time because it's something that you do have to be taking away at. and it's like it's something you have to ingrain in people it's a lifestyle to make sure that everyone is rehydrating as much as possible so it's something I have to encourage encourage all the time it's worth bearing in mind as well when we mention looking at the colour of your pee that if anyone is taking a vitamin C supplement, the little effervescent, the dissolvable ones, they can alter the colour a little bit. So just be mindful mm -hmm. of that if you are taking one. To wrap up multivitamin then, actually and that as well, uh, John. Um, uh, multivitamin too can quite darken your pee. So just keep that in mind as our body can only, and I, I'm not going to open this up, <laughs> but uh, just that our, our body can only absorb a certain amount and... Yeah, so not to be 
not to be stressing too much about that, that yeah, it, if you're taking, you know, one of those uh, vitamin C tablets or if you're taking multivitamin and your pee is quite dark, then that's a different, uh, you, you, I would advise to monitor what your intake is like in a different manner, maybe by the, the amount that you're actually drinking rather than what, what's coming out. So yeah, just, just, I just thought I'd mention that. So just to wrap up then, uh, we'll go through a couple of simple handy options you can have for directly after training or some go-to meals we tend to have ourselves and we you know come home from training gym whatever like that so for ease of use and ease of carrying it the protein milk with your banana i know we used to be encouraged to have bring a chicken sandwich with us and a yop um can you still get yops even um make it so <laughs> yeah, make make a smoothie maybe just before you go to trend and drop an extra ice cube or two into it and bring that up give it a shake when you have it in that smoothie then you can add in you can just make it with milk and fruit you can make it with uh whey protein add whatever fruit you like easy there is to i find anyway is to get a banana peel it chop it up and that doubles over as your ice cubes and your flavoring for it same if you're using any frozen fruit uh, you can also, handy and sake, is uh, a wrap and wrap that in tinfoil or cling film or whatever like that. Put in your chicken, um, whatever veg you like in those as well. Um, and whatever go-to options you have yourselves then. Kind of, um, I, I, I leave food choice down to the individual, but uh, like Shane touched on earlier, it's just maybe, uh, not, maybe not harping on about it too much, but just ensuring that it's um, a moderate to low fat uh, option and you're just just good quality whole grain carbohydrates comp- like your complex carbohydrates there so it might be your whole grain pastas some uh, some people love to have pasta uh, post training your um, you know your uh, your rices anything like that um, or like the banana and to kickstart going the banana and possibly you know the uh, protein milk you know that 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 can be a fantastic one especially if you find that you have a drive post you know post training that you're not five minutes from home uh, that you might have uh, and you may, you may have 45 minutes an hour depending on where you are um, you, you might have quite a trek so something like that can be very handy just to have with you uh, other than that then I kind of just leave it down to player preference individual preference on what you're looking for but just trying to keep uh, fat under control to some degree and then push carbohydrate and a good quality lean protein source if possible so your chicken breasts your turkey breasts uh, these type things um yeah um in- including your uh, I-, I i am trying to uh, get a lot more um veg uh, protein into guys as well um like your legumes your chickpeas stuff like this just to vary diets because they tend to be quite um i suppose lacking variety is one way of putting it for for a lot of people so yeah just put it it does come down to individual taste and individual preference um within guidelines so so shane we leave you the final word on your go-to meals after training yeah my go-to meal isn't very exciting it's usually still just oats and protein so bodybuilding staple unfortunately but it's i suppose this time this like kind of like mini preseason we have now is when i'd encourage everyone to play around with it because it's kind of finding like they must said it's down to the individual but it's finding what works for you like some guys don't want a huge heavy meal after training some guys would like to just be able to throw back a shake some guys love a dinner but this is when you have an opportunity to play around with it a bit 
and see what suits what suits you best. Then coming into championship, coming into the guts of the season, you have this stuff down to a fine art. You know exactly what works for you. You know what's convenient, what works best for you. You can have it either in the freezer ready to go when you get home, dinner's ready, you can have it in the car waiting. So I just encourage people to play around it a bit and find just again, following those loose guidelines, trying to get nice solid carbohydrate, lean protein and keep those fats at a minimum. But again, playing around, finding what works best for you and water, making sure lots of water after training. Yeah, that'd be my go-to. Great stuff. Well done, guys.